Welcome to No Red Pen, the podcast that helps teachers make the most out of educational technology in their classrooms. This week, Canvas. I'm going to share my positives and negatives about the Canvas learning management system with you. Let's go. So let's start off with my history with Canvas. So I've only used Canvas as an LMS, as an ed tech coach in a school setting where we also had Google Workspace and Classroom. So I, as the ed tech coach, needed to know enough about Canvas to you know, answer questions, point teachers in the right direction. I never use it in a classroom myself like I used uh, Google Classroom. And I will say this, as I think about Canvas, I think about something a friend and colleague of my wife said recently on a podcast. So my wife and this person are in web design. Uh, my wife is a web programmer, and I don't have those skills whatsoever. <laughs> but she said that web-based product productivity apps should be a joy to use. And that is something in my experience with Canvas that I've always found missing. So think about apps that I really like. So I like Classroom. I really like Google Jamboard. I love using Canva and Edpuzzle and Screencastify. Screencastify I know is an extension, but it's a website when you're editing your videos and manipulating them and adding questions, whatever. Those websites, so Classroom, very easy or relatively easy, very light learning curve and very, very doable, I'd say. Maybe not a joy to use, but easy to get the hold of. Jamboard, ton of fun to use. Oh, so much fun. So, so delightful. I've always found that missing with Canvas. Canvas has never been a joyful thing for me to dive into and play with. It's got all those white fields and uh, it just doesn't, hasn't been there. Now, recently I worked with a school that used Canvas as an LMS. And so I was presenting to these, the school about digital design and about uh, inclusivity. And so I wasn't really training anybody on Canvas, but I was talking about how Canvas fits in with a lot of these principles. So I, so to be honest, I did not dive into SpeedGrader. I'll talk about grading uh, in a little bit. This district actually used Microsoft. They were not a Google Workspace district. And I would say, if you're, if you're a Microsoft district, consider it. Nothing wrong with Canvas inherently, so definitely consider it However, if you're a Google Workspace district, just use Classroom or just encourage your teachers to use Classroom is what I would suggest there. Now, having dove back into Canvas, I really want to share some positives and negatives with you. So let's start with the positives. I'm going to do all the positives and then all the negatives. Start with positives, mastery paths. Mastery paths are this really nice thing where you start all your students on one assignment. And based on the results of that assignment, they then go off to different activities. It's called mastery paths. This is nice for differentiation. You can do, you know, your three tiers, you know, your exceeding, meeting, and remediation tiers. Really like that. Additionally, at each tier, as you add activities. Now, typically, you would start everybody with a quiz because otherwise, you'd, if you're going to start with a discussion grade or an assignment grade, then you have to assign all that, and then the kids have to wait to go on the mastery path. With a quiz, it's just kind of done for you, and the kids are off on their path. One thing I really like is that at each tier, you add 
discussions, assignments, whatever it might be. And there's a defaults to an end button. So do this qu quiz and this discussion and this assignment, but you can change that end button with just one click to an or. I really like that. So you can give some student choice in that mastery path. So that's really nice. The next thing, pretty basic, but I really like in the rich text editor in Canvas. And you know what? Let me rich text editor. The rich text ed editor in Canvas is much more advanced than Google Classroom. I mentioned on my Google Wishes episode, I really want rich text editing to be much more of a thing across Google Apps, especially Classroom and Google My Maps. So the rich text editor in Canvas is a real plus. Although no, if you're using the new quizzes, not the classic quizzes, you lose some of the functionality as far as being able to use your webcam and your mic in uh, questions and answers, uh, which is a bit of a drawback. I saw a great workaround using Vocaroo to embed audio for those new quizzes, but okay. But what I was meaning to talk about here at this part was the accessibility checker. So there is an icon at the very bottom of that rich text editor that will give you basic accessibility checks, such as color contrast, such as um, uh, alt text in images, and it's very easy to fix all of that with the accessibility checker. And it has a little bubble that says, you know, one, two, three, however many accessibility issues you have. Really like that. And if you're a teacher and you use Canvas and you don't pay attention to that, go back. Just click on it. It takes very, very little time to um, fix that. Next strong positive about Canvas. Canvas Studio. So in the fall, I did an episode about Screencastify and Edpuzzle and how those two are kind of encroaching on each other's turf and kind of they're almost replicating each other. Not quite, but you get my drift. Canvas Studio allows teachers to do screencasting. It allows them to take YouTube videos and add questions and comments, which are called annotations. I feel like they need to rename that. Annotations is they should call it notes or something, but whatever. It's really nice. It has the analytics, so you see what students watched where, and you can make a YouTube video or your screencast into a quiz, basically. That's called Canvas Studio. It involves your webcam. Uh, so that is a really nice uh, feature. It's something that hadn't been there when I used to use Canvas when I was working in schools. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about differentiation and meeting students' needs. I really like in Canvas assignments. So in Classroom, if you wanted to change a due date on something for just a handful of students, you'd make the assignment, you'd exclude those students, you'd set your due date, create the assignment. Then you'd go to reuse post, only give it to the students you excluded, and then give it a different due date. In Canvas, what you can do is you set your due date, and then after that, you can click an add button, and then you can add another due date, and then add specific students for each due date. You can do that, I think, multiple times. So you could have due dates across the, the spectrum for the same single individual assignment. That is really nice. That's a really nice differentiator, especially for any student. You know, it says extended time on the IEP. Great. I can just click and drag and then and do that. So that's really nice. The other feature is uh, quiz moderation. So in any quiz you give, you can go into it and then just tinker with students' uh, time. So again, for extended time, you can tinker with the number of attempts. So it really is kind of written like an IEP modification section. It's really nice. 
And the other thing that's really nice about that is that if a student has a technical issue with a quiz, guess what? You just reset it and then you get another chance. So it's great to address technology problems as well. All right, two more things I really like about Canvas. One is immersive reader. So students in assignments and uh, let's see, not in quizzes, but in pages and discussions and assignments, they get the immersive reader button. I love immersive reader. Uh, one of my very first episodes I talked about it. I don't like that it's a gender binary for the narrator. Um, but beside that, Immersive Reader is a fantastic tool, and that is built into Canvas, uh, so that's very nice. One last thing I'll say, and this is something I think teachers really want to see in Google Classroom, student view. So obviously in Canvas, you have that button that you can click that says student view, and you can see what the assignment looks like to a student. That is something that is not in Classroom. It's something I've heard a lot of teachers ask for over the years. I did not include it in my Google wishes, but maybe I should have uh, student view. Really, really nice. All right, so we're about nine minutes into the episode, and I've mostly said very positive things about Canvas, with the exception of the overall, uh, I don't think it's the most intuitive or friendly. In fact, uh, I will say one of the videos I watched as I was kind of doing a deep dive on Canvas, the person said, building an engaging course is a lot of work. Ah, I just, that, that, so that overall thing is something that I don't like, is that it's just a lot of, lot of work and teachers teaching is such a difficult job. And that's why I really like classroom because teachers can go and just plug in what they do in the classroom rather than learn another skill. So that's something there. And I will say this, is that it does feel a little intricate with buttons. You, I'll give you an example. So if I'm in pages, and I set something as a front page in pages, that's still not the home page. I still have to go into my course settings and click in home, you know, set the home page to the front page in pages. You see what I'm getting at? It's a lot of clicks to do one thing and it's kind of confusing too. I can see a lot of teachers setting something as a front page in pages and then they wonder why that's not what, what kids see right when they uh, enter their class. I guess, you know what, on the positive that you can set a course homepage is a, an advantage over classroom. Classroom as a stream, I did not include this in my wishes back in December, but I'm going to say this. I, I don't like the stream in Google Classroom. Ooh, I don't. I want that stream gone. I really do. It should just go right to the classwork page. Um, but that's, that, this is a Canvas episode. I'm talking too much about classroom. So that and then mastery paths. So remember I talked about mastery paths earlier? When you start a mastery path with one assignment, whether it be a quiz, which is what you typically do, or an assignment or a discussion, you have to set it to available to mastery paths, which just seems so, that seems so unnecessary to me. But then the other problem with mastery paths is that any activity, assignment, anything, page I put into a mastery path, I have to click a button at the bottom of it as I'm creating it or editing it that says available to mastery paths. Again, this is a lot of clicks just to do things that should just be by default, right? I, I, I don't know why I have to set something as available to mastery paths to be able to import it into a mastery path. Uh, so that's something there for me. Uh, another thing I don't like about Canvas is the seeing the student work uh, in progress. That's one of my very favorite features of Google Classroom that was there in 2014 when it dropped. As they said in Spaceballs, Instant cassettes, watch the movie as it's being made. Once I assign 
anything to my kids in classroom, I immediately can see before they submit anything what they are doing in that assignment. I have to wait for students to submit in Canvas and really every other LMS. So that's something I, I wish uh, Canvas had. Um, I also, assigning to multiple classes uh, in Canvas uh, is just not a, it, I guess there, there might be a way to do that, I, I can't figure that out. In Classroom, I can assign to multiple classes with ease. I cannot do that in Canvas. And then I'm going to end with one, and look at this, I didn't talk that long about the negative, so oh, way to go, way to be positive. So, one thing I like about Classroom is there's this whole community on social media and on YouTube that addresses questions that come up with Classroom. So you can, there's the help community, there's, you know, I can go to YouTube, I can find any number of very helpful videos. When looking on YouTube uh, for Canvas content, and, and the Canvas guides, honestly, I really like the, I, I mean, I'm a Google Classroom product expert in, in all transparency, so I contribute to that help community, and the help center in, in Google Classroom is pretty simple. Um, the Canvas guides feel very intricate to me and very, very text heavy and not always addressing what I'm looking for. But the videos I find on YouTube about Canvas, uh, especially the ones that Canvas LMS, that the channel's called Canvas LMS, the ones they put out there are very long and there's very little distinct things I want to do in Canvas. This is how you do it. So I feel like this is a huge opportunity. If you're a Canvas super fan, have at it. Make these bite-sized videos because they're not there. There is one exception to this rule. Her name is Ashley Espinoza. So if you find, I'll link Ashley's uh, YouTube channel in the show notes. So Ashley Espinoza does not make those bite-sized videos. Her videos are a little long, but they are well worth the time. Her videos are, and I think she teaches, you know, dance and music history and all sorts of stuff. And I think she teaches to adults as well. She makes these videos about Canvas that are so helpful, so uh, explanatory, and professional level. I am, I don't know how she does it. They are professional quality videos. And so if you want to learn about Canvas, if you find out, oh, I'm using Canvas next year, click the link in the show notes. Ashley Espinosa's YouTube channel is amazing. Well, with that, what do you all think? Am I right in my uh, praises and criticisms of Canvas. What do you think about what I said about Classroom in this episode? Uh, feel free to tweet me at Tommy Mullaney. Send me, you know, share share your thoughts with me. Uh, while you're at it, please uh, like and uh, subscribe and rate in Apple Podcasts. That would be very helpful. And if you want some professional development about LMSs, about how to uh, honor digital equity in LMSs how to have good digital design in LMSs or in Google Workspace. Bring me into your school. Go to tommelini.com slash consulting uh, to do that. And while you're at it, go to tommelini.com slash podcast to get earlier episodes of No Red Pen. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I know the world is a very, very rough and scary place right now. So hang in there and have a great week.